Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Are you looking to take your media strategy to the next level and make impact with millions of customers? Walmart Connect harnesses the massive reach of America's number one retailer. They can help you connect more meaningfully with Walmart's 139 million weekly online and in-store customers to find the right audience for your message. They use Walmart's proprietary customer purchase data to help you precisely target even niche audiences at scale. Visit walmartconnect.com today to see how they can help you find the customers you want at the scale you need. And hello, everybody. It is Tuesday, and it's not just any Tuesday. We are all gearing up for Super Bowl Sunday, so I hope you have someone's house you're going to for a good tailgate, a good watch party, the wings, the pizza, the ice cream, all the snacks. Get it. And also, can we talk about Rihanna's halftime performance? We have no idea what to expect. Um, to be honest, I really thought Beyonce was going to drop her world tour announcement in the middle of the halftime show. That's another thing. Um, but it is out. But this is not about Beyonce. Let's get back to the topic. So we are hearing from the VP of Marketing Strategy, Performance, and Technology at the NFL, Joshua Rabinovitz, and he walks us through how they've put fans at the center, all the marketing that goes behind the uh, Super Bowl, and just everything between that all of us would have questions about for sports marketing. So if you like sports marketing, if you like football, if you just are ready for the uh, Super Bowl, like this is the episode for you. So let's get into it. Joshua, how are you? Welcome. How are you? I'm good. How are you, Colin? Good, good. So before we kick off and get started into all the cool things that the NFL is up to and all that you're up to, we always start off with the question, what the term young influential means to you? And there's no wrong answer. So whatever you want to say. <laughs> young and influential. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll take it from my POV. Uh, I think of that as young at heart, young in spirit. Um, so, you know, you don't have to be a teenager to kind of fall into this definition that I have. And a young influ- uh, influencer would be somebody who just thinks uh, differently, thinks progressively, um, and is able to really inspire and motivate others toward like-minded ideas um, that captivate and, in many cases, uh, inspire others to take action, uh, regardless of what that may be. Come on. That's like a perfect answer. <laughs> I mean, I didn't read it anywhere. So. <laughs> 
All right. Before we get into the current stuff, take us back to childhood, Joshua. Were you a really big sports fan? Did you play sports growing up? Like, where did that love of sports kind of stem from? I did. I uh, I played sports, uh, really all the bat and ball sports growing up. Um, you know, uh, no comment on how good I was at them, but I played them nonetheless. Um, I was I was very interested um, in the professional level, so the viewership, the in person attendance, all that kind of stuff. In addition to playing, um, I you know I won't go too far down this path, but you know what inspired me, and this is going to date me significantly, was the the movie uh, Jerry Maguire. Um, which I happened to ironically watch over the holiday window uh, and <laughs> for the first time in years. And it just, it was one of those first like introductions for me that you can take your passion of sports in this case and make a career out of it. Um, and for me, you know, it's, it's kind of the perfect um, career path because you're able to mix your personal passion uh, with your professional passion. No, that's, that's your, first of all, that's a good movie. So I love that movie. <laughs> Show me the money. <laughs> Show me the money. Isn't that true? And I think and despite <laughs> his age, the lead actor is still uh, a lead actor in Hollywood today. Listen, so I've watched Maverick. I've lost how many tracks? I've seen it at least three times. And at Top Gun's one of my favorite movies and who I dress up for every Halloween. So I could go down that rabbit hole. Like for all day, <laughs> all day. I'm, I'm with you on Top Gun and Maverick. So, <laughs> um, but kind of fast forwarding, um, like we were kind of talking about, like sports marketing has so many realms and so many areas. Um, was uh, marketing one of the big things that you like studied in school? A favorite subject that kind of inspired you? Like, how did you kind of start to like cultivate that interest? Like as um, as time went on. Well, I was always fat, like interested in business and entrepreneurship in general. Uh, my father is in finance, so I probably get some of that from from him. And so, from a business perspective, what do you want to be growing up? It, it kind of was always in the business realm. I just didn't know exactly what or in what industry. Um, and so, natural curiosity ultimately led me to marketing uh, as opposed to finance or or something of that realm. Um, and then, as I had said earlier, you know, there was this thing out there called sports marketing. And I was like, wow, so you can take, you know, an industry, you know, lens to the business aspect and kind of blend them together. Um, and again, I was young, naive, um, but, but, you know, had a thirst to learn and was very curious. And so as that started to evolve in the marketplace, um, it was something that um, I, I was gravitating toward. Um, that being said, without, you know, divulging too much just in the spirit of time, you know, I'm a marketer through and through. And so I can and have moved outside of sports. Um, you know, I consume sports all the time. So, you know, I don't lose the, um, lose the interest, but, uh, I'm a marketer at, at you know, at, at its core with an interest for sports. And so I've always just believed throughout my profession that if I can continue to find industries within marketing that I'm interested in personally, I'll, I'll generally be in the right space. And I think what's really cool about your current position at the NFL, and I'm sure you'll explain this a little bit about that in a second, but as I feel like, like you said, there's so many different areas and so many facets where I feel like if you're a marketer in business, there's so many things that you can uh, use those skills towards. And um, so, like, can you explain a little bit about your current role and, like, for those who aren't familiar with the NFL, of what that is and kind of a like quick synopsis? 
Yeah. So um, my, my title is Vice President of Fan Engagement uh, Marketing at the NFL. I've been here around three years. Um, it has it's, it's one of the newer age disciplines within the marketing umbrella. You traditionally think of you know, brand and consumer marketing, social influencer marketing being another one. There's, there's many of them. Um, for, for my team under fan engagement, it really is thinking about uh, marketing from a fan's lens um, at an individual level. So one, you know, how much do we know about our fans and can we deliver meaningful and relevant experiences to them at the, at the individual level as opposed to a one-size-fits-all? Not that there's anything wrong with one-size-fits-all approaches. It just it really depends on the channel, uh, particularly for channels like digital channels that have a capability to allow you to get to a very personal and intimate level. Um, and so within that, um, we create ideas, concepts, and in, in, you know, leverage the different programs and services that we have through our marketing channels to really speak and converse with our fans at, at that bi-directional one-on-one level. And I feel like that's such a good point, too. Like, I feel like um, anytime you watch, whether it's a social media campaign or an ad or something, the fan is always at the center of every all the marketing that you guys do. And I feel like that's been a true testament to how sports marketing has changed, like over time, how it might have been like about um, like the team or whatever, the spirit. But I feel like NFL does such a good job of really celebrating the fan and creating that, keeping that momentum all year round. So if you're a football fan and you're like, Oh, well, it's only this one time of year. You're kind of seeing that consistent fan-centric uh, th- theme throughout all the marketing, which can kind of be hard for some people. So I feel like that's really um, cool and um, exciting that you guys found a good way of doing that. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, the only other thing I would just say is, you know, at least in, if you use the the sports industry and, and the NFL in particular, you know, fans traverse the journey of being a football fan in a given season um, in different ways at different times, right? Uh, some of that can come down to the performance of your team um, or what's going on in your life. Um, but not every fan has the same level of engagement 12 months out of the year. Um, some folks, you know, mentally start the season earlier than kickoff and others wait till kickoff as an example. And so understanding that and being able to engage folks and meet them where they are in that journey is, is essential. And it's, it's a hard muscle to build. We are by no means experts in it. Um, but we are part of that transformation that many companies are making, um, to be more, more fan centric and, and, um, again, meet them where they are and go on the journey with them. And like, in terms of, uh, being like a, marketing leader in that realm like is there something specific that you guys feel like you do differently apart from like other like maybe uh sports broadcasters or stuff who are trying to create kind of that sports marketing momentum and that fandom around it that you guys feel like you do differently to really stand out well i mean internally speaking right from a from a business perspective the the type of talent you need is is evolving um it's not it's not like I can go into the marketplace and say, like, here's the profile and there's a big pool of folks. You're, you're really blending, you know, tech, data expertise, um, analytical expertise with classic brand management and marketing and product marketing experience, right? And so if, if you can find a balance on your team, bringing those different disciplines in, as opposed to everyone being cut from the same cloth, you usually, at least in my experience, tend to find 
uh, a really good team that can execute uh, in our space in, in, in a fan centric way. And, you know, using a sports metaphor, it's not all that different than building a football team, right? You, you don't want uh, 11 guys on offense that are all <laughs> wide receivers and, you know, you know, small speedy guys, right? You need balance. <laughs> offensive lineman, a smart quarterback, right? Like you, you need to have a blend of talent where it's all complementary. And because of the sophistication of, of this space, um, you need that tech data analytical and creative background um, to be able to really go forward. And that kind of leads me into my next thing. I feel like that you guys do really well is a lot of times, like when you're talking to people now, they're like, oh, our target audience is Gen Z or this group. And we want to make all of our content centered around just targeting young people versus I feel like the NFL does a good job of, like we mentioned, keeping the fan at the center and kind of creating this theme where no matter what age you are, whether you're a millennial or a parent or whatever, and if you're just a sports fan, the stuff's going to reach you and it's going to speak to you. Not You won't have to feel like, oh, well, that's kind of above me. I'm too old for that or I'm not as I'm not too young for that. Like, is there a formula that you guys use to target your audience or do you guys have like a formula makeup of like what your target audience is? We try to, we, we are very mindful of demographics, right? Like the old, the young, you know, but we really try to lean in on your behavior, right? Your interests. Um, I, I, even in past lives, we've, I've always had the, the, the notion that a 14-year-old and a 44-year-old can have the same interests and the same motivations. The challenge is unlocking that uh, insight and then acting on it. And how do you identify making this up, but a half a dozen different interests and or motivations across different cohorts, put aside the demographics that make us different and lean into the similarities Um that also, you know, I, I learned that from global marketing where, you know, you often look for differences in culture and really the unlocks tend to be looking at the similarities. Um, and that usually is where there's a winning formula. So um, we, we've very much tried to um, not bifurcate our audience by who they are, but rather um, lean into what they like, love, and their interests based on their behavior or what they share with us um, in terms of, you know, the knowledge set that we have on them. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow! Did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com/acast and use code acast for twenty percent off your first purchase. Ready to unlock the full potential of your media spend? Whether you're looking to launch a new product build your brand, or help increase sales this quarter, Walmart Connect helps brands make an impact with precise targeting, 
powerful analytics, and the reach of America's number one retailer. Walmart Connect offers solutions for advertisers of all sizes on and off Walmart's digital properties and in their stores. From cost-effective sponsored search and self-serve display ads on Walmart's site and apps, to connected TV and off-site media across web and social, to in-store activations and live events, Walmart Connect can help you deliver the right content to the right Walmart customer at the right step of their shopping journey. And Walmart Connect's closed-loop measurement means they can track the full impact of your campaign on sales, not just on Walmart's site and app, but also in-store. For some campaigns, they can even provide rest-of-market data that tracks the impact on sales at other retailers. Visit walmartconnect.com today to find out how you can start connecting with Walmart's 139 million weekly online and in-store customers. Walmart Connect. More than media. Meaningful connections. Yeah, because I feel like if you get too like, oh, like let's do it for this group or that group, you kind of it kind of loses its momentum and it kind of loses its authenticity. Versus if you're like, you know what, we're here for sports fans and our fans like year round. That that'll create something that lasts longer and more honestly genuine, in my opinion. Yeah, and and just a, another example, I completely agree. Is you know we've we've had a a real focus over the last several years on our growth audiences. One of them is. Um, the Latino community. And historically speaking, the way marketers, all industries uh, address the Latino marketing was take what you have in English and put it into Spanish mm-hmm. out the door, right? <laughs> like it's a very transactional approach to an asset or a message or a campaign. Um, the way we've thought about it is, you know, Latino culture in general is, is gen pop culture in America in particular, Right. And so there's no reason to necessarily in all instances just version something out. Rather, how do you infuse um, Latino culture in our general population marketing campaigns? Mm-hmm. That could be through music. It could be through style. Um, it could be through the individuals or talent that appears uh, in those assets. And so there are many different ways to do it than leaning back in the good old formula, which is just change the mm-hmm. language. Yeah, like that approach never. And you guys have done so many cool, like speaking of that cool Latinx History Month, like uh, campaigns and stuff that have been really awesome and really cool to see. So that was also a good point to touch on. Um, But fast forwarding to what we're getting ready for is Super Bowl. I feel like what a lot of not just NFL, but brands, period, like a lot of times we push all of our marketing and things towards Super Bowl. And then once that's over, everybody's like, oh, great. What do we do now? Do we just like wait till the next big thing or what do we do? Like, do you guys have like um, a formula or something that you guys do to keep fans, not just engaged year round off the season, but like past the Super Bowl or year like beyond that to kind of keep them excited? Um, Well, we have a lot of key events or moments uh, in the calendar that fall right on the heels of Super Bowl that again, depending on your, um, avidity level uh, may or may not be of interest, right? We have the combine, um, you know, just a couple of weeks after Super Bowl. Um, we then, you know, uh, have free agency and the draft uh, on the heels of that. Uh, we do a schedule release uh, shortly after the draft. And, you know, we go right into mini camps and training camps and preseason and, and such. So, you know, the, the notion, uh, I understand the vernacular everybody has, it's the off season, right? There aren't regularly scheduled games or postseason, 
but you know, there's there's kind of a motto that there is no off season in the minds of the fan, um, and so some of my busiest months are the off season um, because you're not only executing uh, with our fans, but you're also planning for the regular season that's approaching. So, um, you know, we've tried to break down kind of that silo, um, but there's there's no shortage of official events, and then. I think what we've we've done again over the last several years is really leaned into the personalities of the NFL, no, namely our players. You know, helmets off has been an approach of ours now for three or four years, where the all season, if you will, gives you a real opportunity to learn more about uh, the, the the people that are the players, right? Their personalities, their interests off the field, in particular, their families. Um, where they spend their time when they're not um, in this in, in season, if you will. Um, and so there's no shortage of content um, that can tell their story um, and connect those players to the fans that love them. And so in some cases that might even be introducing a player or players to to fans, particularly in the case of of you know the rookie class. Um, so we found, I think a really, strong formula that's a blend between our official events and quote unquote, the off season with that of just furthering the stories and the connective tissue between our players and our fans. And I feel like that's such a good point too. Like I feel like just recently the other week, um, or it might've been the other day I was introduced to, like you said, a rookie fan who it was a video just about his life or something. He had an interest in, I forgot it. He said like some fun fact and I was like, Oh cool. Like I like that too. And then I just like went down a rabbit hole of all his stuff. And I was like, Oh, let me, <laughs> let me look into this more. Like he seems pretty cool. <laughs> that's, so, that's so true. Totally. And I think that's the, that's the power in the NFL. It's a power in sports more broadly, but you know, we're, <clears throat> We're in a, a world that is often divided. And again, it goes, what, what are our differences versus our similarities? And sports often bridges that gap um, where there is um, interests or discoveries or, you know, you, you, you may never have talked to somebody, but you overhear them talking about the results after, you know, Thursday night football game. And all of a sudden that becomes an invitation, if you will. Um, to have a conversation and get to know one another. And um, there are many examples, but I think that's the the unity um, and community and togetherness that the NFL provides uh, all walks of life, uh, I think is one of the strongest brain principles that we have. No, that's so true. And um, speaking of, uh, I want to kind of piggyback to our comment earlier that we were talking about um, activations and stuff. Do you have any like key ones, speaking of like year round that you guys um engage with the community or engage with fans like off the field or outside of other things? Cause I know you guys do a really good job of like outreach and like really interacting with the fans. Um, so do you have like any examples of like events outside of that, that you guys do? Yeah, well we are, you know, as much as we are a form of entertainment um, on the field and every Sunday or, or Monday night, um, kind of our mission, our brand purpose has always been, as I said just moments ago, you know, really to unite people in communities, not just in the joy of the game, but for the better good of, um, of humanity in many ways. And so we spend an enormous amount of time with our players and with our colleagues and our partners um, trying to understand the issues 
uh, for the most vulnerable communities that are out there and really trying to understand what the needs are and bringing those communities together and, and offering assistance where we can. And not just bringing awareness to the vulnerabilities or the opportunities that exists, but really having an action-oriented agenda and influencing not just our own, but um, the communities that follow the NFL to help them understand the issue and, and take action as well. Um, and, and some examples of that are, are Inspire Change, are My Calls, My Cleats, which is really from the hearts and mouths and minds of the players themselves. Um, we always uh, spend a lot of time with our military and our Salute to Service campaign um, and Crucial Catch, um, where you know we're, we're just trying to, like many, in, uh, intercept cancer and um, not make it such a uh, tragedy for so many families. So you know, those are just, you know, four or five uh, campaigns that we do day in and day out. And while we highlight them at particular times throughout the calendar, they are really always on initiatives. Um, and it, we, we look at it as a responsibility to leverage the, the, the broad and, and um, the broad platform that we have to really make our communities better. Last thing I would say is, and our, our players say this often, is we, we live in the community, right? And so we want our neighbors and our communities to be inspired and um, get the help um, or the opportunity that they deserve. And so that's that's where the NFL can really serve the people um, that tune in every Sunday um, that are that are, you know, that we're a part of. And to kind of wrap up our conversation, like we talked about, like sports marketing has so many different realms and so many different facets and areas that people can get involved in. Um, do you have any like personal advice for any of those who were like listening? It's like, oh, that's cool that you're doing all this and that, but like, I don't even know where to start. So <laughs> do you have any advice for any of those who are listening that want to break off into um, the sports marketing industry, but kind of don't know where to start in terms of like internships or kind of getting experience from a career perspective. Yeah. From a career perspective. Yeah. Yeah. Um, wow. Uh, that's a, that's a loaded question. I mean, <laughs> I, I think a couple, a couple of points of advice that were given to me, um, by mentors of mine that, that I, I try to share with others when, when asked or when the opportunity presents, um, one has always been just understand what interests you and your passions and, um, allow yourself the freedom and curiosity to learn where you may be able to take that personal interest and intersect that with a professional interest. Um, I, I just have a fundamental belief you'll be happier for longer. Um, and I think that's what many of us want. And to the degree it makes you a lot of money, if that's your success metric, great. But as long as you can put a smile on your face and you're energized when you wake up, the thirst for learn, the curiosity and the, the finding that intersection and that balance is really important. Um, so that'd be, that would be number one, regardless of what industry you go into. Um, two, uh, whether it's sports marketing or sports at large or marketing at large, um, I think the key is, is patience. Um, you know, I think the culture that we live in today is, one of how do I fast track everything, right? How do I accelerate the learning curve or the the curve to a promotion or, you know, bigger compensation or again, whatever is your barometer for success. Um, and 
I always say, you know, listening is a very powerful thing. Leaders are always at their best when they're listening to other people. And so the same can be true for those that are trying to break in. If you can listen and absorb from others that have been there um, and find the nuggets from those, you know, those discoveries and kind of really lean on them throughout your career, um, you generally with patience will start to realize them yourself. Um, and doesn't mean you have to be, um, you know, complacent in your career journey, but, you know, taking in what others have learned, applying them to yourself and having a little bit of patience as you get a couple of reps under your belt, I think will serve you well long-term. Um, and then the last thing I would say is, you know, flexibility. Um, there are many different words to describe that is, is pretty critical. The world is constantly changing, constantly evolving. Um, and so your, your ability to really style flex and push and progress forward, not just yourself, but others around you, whether they report to you or whether they're peers of yours or, what, or leaders of yours, the, the be able to lean forward is really, really critical, uh, particularly in marketing, which is always at the forefront of innovation. Um, and, you know, you're, you're a representative often for the brand and the consumer. And we know consumers well enough to know that they're, they're constantly moving on to the next thing. And so that's a really important skill set to identify early um, and lean into often. No, and that's so I think those would be the three so, areas. So true. That's so true. Because if you're like, oh, I know what I need to know, I'm good and <clears throat> not flexible, like you just won't, you just won't, you'll just be stagnant. <laughs> like there's no, there's no other way to say it. <laughs> totally. And, and it also, you know, I didn't say like collaboration and relationships, but I think flexibility leans into that as well. Um, I had a, a, a manager, ones that, you know, talk a lot about style flexing. I think I said that, that phrase before. And what she meant was, you know, you're going to be in the room or on a conference call or Zoom or what have you with different people often, right? And that's in any industry uh, or in any profession. And not everybody's the same. They're not all cut from the same cloth, right? And often what I find is, the individuals don't want to change for the room or the environment. And I've, I've always leaned on the advice of if you can flex your style, a lot can be achieved. Um, and so you may, you know, you may be an alpha in a room with a whole bunch of other alphas. And so you may need to just change your approach uh, and not be the alpha in the room to accomplish something together. And, and you could come up with a million examples of that. Um, but I've always leaned on that certainly over, over my time and it's, it's, it's served me pretty well. No, I, I couldn't agree more. That's so true. Um, but Josh, thank you so much for being here and giving us so much great knowledge and info ahead of Sunday's game. I am so hyped for the Super Bowl. It's going to be so amazing. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Oh, no worries. Thanks for having me. Wow. How great was this episode? 
If you were like me, you probably took a lot of notes and have a lot of questions and comments. So if you do, feel free to add us at Adweek across Twitter, Instagram, all the social medias. And we'd love to hear from you all. And feel free to give us a rating on Apple Podcasts. That always helps us. And we can't wait to hear from you all and see you in the next episode. So bye, everybody. Thank you for listening to Young Influentials, part of the Adweek Podcast Network and ACAST Creator Network. This podcast was produced by Al Manorino, executive produced by Chris Aarons, and edited by Lane McGibney at Bountwell Studios. You can listen and subscribe to all Adweek's podcasts by visiting adweek.com slash podcasts. Stay updated on all things Adweek Podcast Network by following us on Twitter at Adweek Podcast. And if you have a question or suggestion for the show, send us an email at podcast at adweek.com. If you expect your media investment to deliver clear, measurable results, Walmart Connect can help you get there with powerful analytics and the reach of America's number one retailer. Their closed-loop measurement uses Walmart's proprietary customer purchase data to track the impact of your campaigns on sales, not just on Walmart's site and app, but also in-store. For some campaigns, they can even provide rest-of-market data that tracks the impact on sales at other retailers. Visit walmartconnect.com today and see how they can help make your media spend meaningful. Walmart Connect. More than media? Meaningful Connections.